Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, weirdos. This time I'm coming to you in front of a live audience in Manchester in the north of England. Now, there's a common misconception in the United Kingdom that I feel we ought to put straight for our global audience. Northerners. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you how you can recognise somebody is from the north of England. It's quite easy to recognise, actually, because they keep on fucking going on about it the whole time. (laughs) Northerners love nothing more than going on about how amazing the fucking north is. And as somebody who's actually been to Preston, Burnley... Sheffield, Bolton, and Leeds. Yes, Leeds. I'm including Leeds on the list. I can tell you it's nothing to write home about. Furthermore, furthermore, Northerners, all Northerners love to pretend what a fucking friendly bunch they are. And that's a fucking lie because they're not friendly. They're just really fucking nosy. They just want to know what you had for your tea and how you got here and who you met on the fucking way. And don't get me started about their work ethic because they down tools about quarter past two so they can be home for quarter past three for their tea. No wonder why the economy's in the state it is. Am I right, studio audience? (laughs) Wrong crowd. (laughs) Play that theme tune. you live with the glorious warmth of Manchester foot in the stunning. Did I tell you the north is absolutely stunning? I love living in the north of England. I love it so much I live in the northern quarter, which is the most unnorthern place in Manchester. Uh, good. As ever, I am your host, Scotty, and together with my unique brand of Merry Thems, we offer you a slice of the public consciousness. Um, I've given uh, you, the general public, the great unwashed, my telephone number, and you've ploughed my box. Mine's out of the gutter, please. You've ploughed my box with your intrusive thoughts. And to us in this room, us weirdos, it's the shape of a podcast. But to others listening, it's definitely a mental health crisis project. Uh, If you're new around here, why are you so late to the party? Where have you been? 
welcome. Any LTLs, long-term listeners in the audience tonight? Woo! Yeah, yeah, I could have told you that myself. Good. Coming up, dodgy faces, dodgy names, and dikey weightlifting. I know, and as ever, I've no idea what's about to be thrown at me, but joining me on this journey, I have an internationally recognised, it says here. Debbie, does that mean that they've got a passport? Internationally recognised, good. Internationally recognised, it says, artist, thinker, and real-life person, or what I'm going to refer to as Blackpool's answer to Liza Minnelli. Please welcome to the stage, Harry Clayton Wright! Beautiful. Lovely, 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 Harry. Look at you. Now, for the purposes of people who are actually listening to this, Harry, you are head to toe in pleather, aren't you, dear? That is correct, yes. You are going to be warm. Thank you. (laughs) I think, uh, as a fat person, I couldn't wear that. I would be slipping. I might take the blazer off. I'm going to take my blazer off. Oh, should we do it? With my blazer off, I look like a camp, like hedge banker. If you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> exactly. All right, should we do an unveil? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now, Harry, I do have some questions to ask you, please, because uh, I do have to confirm a few things. Can you confirm that you have no idea what's about to come out of the tape recorder this evening? None whatsoever. Good. Okay. Lovely. I mean, I asked a question, I got an answer. Do you know what I mean? Good. Can you also tell me, you know, you have to choose one of these. Do you consider gravy? (laughs) I haven't even asked the question yet, okay? Do you consider gravy a blessing, A, B, a curse, C, a condiment? I don't like going in dry. Gravy is a blessing. Um... Gravy is the lube of dinner. Question number two. What would you consider the best incarnation of a potato to be? Well, Scotty, I'd have to say a jacket potato. I can see there is a person in the second row who's just done a very privileged clap. Justice for the jacket potato. Elaborate, why? Crispy skinned, beautiful. I have been known to have jacket potato parties. Um, Bring your own filling. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what? There are so many choices. You could have gone from a... um, You could have gone from a pumminocitizer. You could have gone for other potato... A waffle. You could have had a wedge. You could have a chippy chip. Where's the chip? Someone just screams in the third row. This country's on strike, but that person wants to know, where's the chip? Um, Really? Jacket potato? What's your filling du jour of of choice? I'm not French. Um, Kerrygold garlic butter. Oh, she's got notions. With beans and cheese. (gasps) What about the coleslaw? No, don't be giving me... uh, I thought you were my people. Oh, oh, coleslaw. Oh, it's like food of poor people. How disgusting. If it's in the fridge, I would put it on. But um, if someone just had cheese and beans, I would be okay with that too. 
Thank okay. you. Okay. Well, I feel that we've got to know Harry a little bit through that, that medium. Uh, remember, you can play along with this too at home. The number to call is coming up shortly. Uh, are you ready, Harry, to dive into the ATT mailbox? Yes. <laughs> I've heard what some of the answers can be. Uh, I'm nervous, I'm excited, um, and we've got to react to these in front of people. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. That's how it works. (laughs) Good. Audience, studio audience, are you ready? Lovely. Producer Deb, are you ready? Okay, in which case, let's have that first beat, please, Deb. Hiya, Scotty, Deb, Tim and Maya, and all the people listening. How are you doing? It's Sarah here. Sarah uh, Babylon, a rang last season with a name fiasco and then everybody responded with their own awesome name fiascos and it was so nice to hear from everyone. So I just wanted to ring again to see if again, like other people have this issue. You know your face, right? Like, well, my face, like my face is really good. Very good on the eye, I would say. Um, Lovely face, great face. But, like, it seems to just be perpetually rejected. Not by, like, not by suitors, uh, obviously. But, like, more by, like, systems and identity verification sort of vibes. Like, applied for a Glastonbury ticket... You have to send a picture of yourself. So I sent a picture of myself. And then I got an email back just being like, this picture has been rejected as it is either a picture of an animal or an object. But it, it, wa- it wasn't. It was a picture of my face. And I recently applied for a bank account and they also rejected my picture of my face. On my rail card, they accepted the picture but they said they'd made some modifications to the, like, ratio. And actually, when I got my rail card, it was just, like, a tiny, thin, really stretched, thin strip of my face, but not actually my full face, but, like, my face had been through, like, some kind of medieval rack. It was odd. It was very odd. So I just wondered, does anybody else's face keep getting rejected? Or is my face just not computable? Well, thank you very much, Sarah Babylon, for that call. And I think we can all relate to what is actually known in the business as medieval rack face. Um, What a strange notion. Have you ever been mistaken for an animal? Not that I know of. Uh, (laughs) But we all look the same in the dark. strange notion that to go to Glastonbury you have to submit a photograph of yourself just in case Michael Levis is at the other end of the line being like nope too ugly don't want them in don't want them unworthy farm and banks now banks now as well oh with my bank right if you want to send anyone any money which you know I'm constantly doing um I have to it not just takes a picture I have to blink at it okay and then it 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 steals the picture of me half blinking so Nat West I've got about 20 pictures of me doing this and that is to confirm that the money should be going to the place that I'm putting it. I've got a NatWest account, and I don't have to do that. <laughs> Some- 
something fishy is going on here. I mean, do you have difficulty with the modern world, with modern technologies? No. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen. No, I don't do the TikToks. Oh, I can't do the TikToks. Do you know why? Because I've got an attention span. It's, It's like, I don't know if you've ever had to look after somebody else's child. And you're like, this thing is really annoying. And I can say that because uh, I'm not related to you. And actually, you're quite annoying. And that's my relationship with TikTok. I just feel like it's like, do this, buy this, talk to this person. And it's like so quick and so overstimulating. It's not like Gaydar was back in the day, was it? Do you remember Gaydar when you actually had to log on to a computer and put a .co.uk to find a bit of trade? Simpler times. <laughs> do you remember well, Face Party? Oh, yes, do I? Other people are saying yes in the audience, yet yeah, nodding along. Oh, it was filth, though, really, wasn't it? it I mean, I'm, I can't really say this, but I mean, it was a bunch of nonsense, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it? Do you remember when the internet was like that? Shocking behaviour, absolutely. I don't know why my parents thought I was allowed to go on the internet age 12. I met my first uh, hookup on Face Party when I was 14 years old and uh, can confirm true. (laughs) Bunch of nonces. Well, um, Sarah Babylon, I think we've really answered your question here. (laughs) Poor Sarah. Now, what could Sarah do? Has she tried turning it on and off again? I don't know. I don't know if they have... What if they wore, like, you know, like, uh, on that Swingers documentary on Channel 4, when they interviewed everybody, they wore those animal masks? What if that might glitch the Matrix and, like, Sarah Babylon wears, like, a a beaver badger mask or whatever, two separate animals, uh, wears a badger mask, and then all of a sudden, like, Glastonbury are like, yeah, actually, yeah, no, looks quite like you. Right, Sarah Babylon, we've gone right down a hole here. I hope you find your own face soon. Many thanks. Can I have another beep? Hi, Scotty. This is Maggie calling from Spain, just outside Barcelona. And I'm just calling you with a funny little tale from here about one of my students. I teach English here. And one of my students, who's now in his 60s, told me that when he was about 16, his parents decided to send him to England to learn English. He has got a very common name here in Catalonia, which is Geordie, which means... George. So off he goes to Newcastle. First day in class, he's 16 years old and they start taking the register and they say, give us your first name. So he says, my name is Geordie. And then give us your second name. And he said, my name, which is quite a typical name here, Bastard. Well, they say Bastard. So he says, my name is Geordie Bastard. And the teacher's fell to the ground laughing. They could not believe that somebody could have the name of Geordie Bastard. First day in class in Newcastle. I thought it was really funny. (laughs) Bye! Thank you. Lovely Maggie there calling from Spain. Maggie is a regular on the show and I always really love how Maggie goes, I'm calling from Spain. (laughs) Such a beautiful Spanish accent there as well. Um, (laughs) Wonderful. Maggie, it's lovely to have you back in the room. Um, uh, Geordie Bastard or Jorge Bastardo. (laughs) She's multilingual. Uh, How do you feel about the Spanish? (laughs) 
Sorry, was that a big question? No, I love the Spanish. Cool, lovely, good. Has anyone got a funny name in here that we could take the piss out of? Or? Someone just pointed at you. Oh, you put your hand up. Uh, my initials are KFC. <laughs> KFC, well done. Any more? So my auntie Wendy's surname is House. So her name's Wendy House. <laughs> She's not as camp as it sounds, though. <laughs> uh, you've got your, f- your finger up in the air, dear. Uh, my friend's granny is called Fanny Hair. <laughs> Do you know, the best name I ever heard was of an Irish drag queen who called herself Patio Doors. <laughs> and honestly, I don't think it could be topped for drag names. Have you got a favourite drag name? Sarah Problem. Or, at least you tried. (laughs) Jemima Handbag. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's one of my favourite games back in the day. You used to just sit around in sashes all the time, just being like, okay, fuck for drag name, fuck for drag name, fuck for drag name, fuck for drag name. Liza! Fuck, done it wrong. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's that. Okay, thank you so much. I think Wendy House might win it for me. What about you? Fanny hair. Fanny hair. You sure you were like, yes, as if there was a prize. We have been mining the audience for some of your ridiculousness. Uh, some of these will go unquestioned and untackled. Don't worry. Uh, Harry, you've got a couple of audience confessions there, please. I once hit a child in the face with a swing door. And the child got blamed instead of me. <laughs> I have. I once pissed in my best friend's noodles because he got his dick sucked by my ex-girlfriend. so many questions what okay i'm gonna okay if this is your story and you'd like to admit to it please would you put your hand up (laughs) oh god i should have fucking known shouldn't i i should have fucking known long-term listeners of the show will know that uh there is somebody in my life called the nhs one and that's her You can't take them fucking anywhere, can you? Good. You've got another one there for us. My pubic hair is balding. (laughs) Just pubic hair bald? Is that what we've got to look forward to? Is there any doctors in the room? You've got your hand up there. Do you know the answer? You pretend. It kind of does. It kind of does. It gets really thin and really long. It gets very thin and very long. And wispy is being shouted at me with, with hand movements and everything. Do you work in the arts? You're an... <laughs> oh, you might know my friend Geordie Bustard. <laughs> Beautiful accent. <laughs> well, that's my dad was just shouted out for us. I was going to say, what would you prescribe? <laughs> well, I don't think you're a real doctor then. You should have known that from the top of your brain. A Merkin. A Merkin. <laughs> Merkin. Mm. Or a comb-over. Or a... <laughs> uh, well, th- well, someone's just left us an essay. So I'm just going to go through this. Last night at my hotel, I was eating mini eggs in bed. I didn't realise one had gone rogue, so when I got up later, there was a big smear down the sheets. Do, this is a question for the room, do I let the hotel know in advance or just leave them to it and hope that it's obvious it's chocolate? Harry? Personally, I would strip the sheets and make it look like you've been very helpful. 
and put all the towels in it all together and then hopefully it all just goes in a big boil wash. Hopefully. Have you stayed in any hotels in Manchester? There's a few that wouldn't. (laughs) For legal reasons, I can't say which one, Sasha's. I can't say. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, first time I stayed in one of these hotels in Manchester, I was looking at the wall and I thought, what a beautiful magic eye picture. No, it was just bedbugs climbing up the fucking wall. Vile. Absolutely vile. Um, So what would you do in that situation? Well, I'll tell you what my mum would do. This is what uh, genuinely what my mum would do. Long-term listener, calls in all the fucking time. We have to curtail it a little bit because I'm a bit like mum, a bit keen. Do you know what I mean? What my mum would do is my mum would go to Primark, she would buy new sheets, she'd put those on the bed just to save face. Or she'd go out, buy a bit of Flash and Vanish because she loves both of those products. Other products are available upon the BBC. She'd put those, she'd steep it in the sink and they'd get the hairdryer and try and stain it out. I mean, that's not the funny answer, but it's the true answer of what my mum would do. I think those are both very practical answers. Well, there you go. I mean, we've all had a mishap. Um, sometimes it's not a mini egg. There's no nice way of saying that. Sometimes, you know, it's the misdemeanours of being more interesting than other people. I've not shared this story before. Oh. Fucking um, shut up, everybody. This is an exclusive. Um, and I know that um, shitting yourself is a popular topic on this podcast. Um, and I've got a related story if you'd like to hear it. People down this side of the room were like very indifferent about that. They were like, no, I'm okay. I'm all right with that. Would you like to hear that story? Yeah. Um, so last year I had a breakup and uh, the day after the breakup, uh, when you feel really depressed, I was sat in bed and I did think that I was just needed to let one go. Um, But it turned into more than that. And just when you think you're quite depressed, (laughs) something can come along and both make you laugh and cry. I mean, I've done the same to this podcast, to be fair. (laughs) Lovely Harry there for sharing. Can we have a sharing round of applause? Harry, vulnerable making... Do you know, the amount of... I think we should do a tally. The amount of poo calls that we've had on this fucking podcast. Honestly, people are off at it, aren't they? Anyway, we'll get to that a bit later on. Right, I believe we've got another call lined up. So, Debbie, please, can I have another beep? Hi, Scotty. It's your loud cousin from America, Providenza, reporting from Los Angeles. I hope everybody's doing good. Uh, Long time no chat. I traveled for work recently and for the holidays, and i just been gone a while. And I just went back to my fitness coach for the first time because since July, I've been learning to weightlift. And it has been incredible. The most amazing part about, like, unpacking internalized fat phobia and coming to movement at this time in my life is that, like, I just come to this so joyfully. Like, I'm so excited to learn the process of like strength and not have it attached to like anything weird about my body. It's just like an experience that I want to go to. And one thing that I love about learning to weightlift is since it's so new to me, I have to like develop a sense of focus that I've just never had in relationship to my body before. To have a focus that's like kind of related to the body and developing a relationship to like pushing through 
is really fun and really exciting. And of course, there's a little bit of me that's like frustrated that this was stolen from us, you know, that we could have this kind relationship to understanding and feeling and moving through our body. But I largely am feeling joyful. I feel grateful to all the work that we've done so that we can have this experience of joy. I love it. I like want to be this like ripped fatty, you know, just like real genuine butch dyke. Ah. Anyways, hope everybody's good. But yeah, just some, you know, ruminations on the bod. Brother Danza! All the way from Los Angeles, Providenza. It's lovely to have you in the room. We haven't had you for a while. Like you said, you've been busy, but, you know, we are always here waiting for your fucking call, love. Now, um, listen, there was so much about listening to that where I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Because if anybody has uh, follows me on Instagram, well, I fucking love the weightlifting as well. I've just got into it. There is something so empowering about standing next to those, like, gym heterosexuals who are like, I can fucking lift a thing! And, like, standing next to them and being like, I can too, dear. <laughs> I'm doing it as well, babes. Do you know what I mean? There's something so glorious about like challenging that like very like narrow version of like heterosexualism that just makes many of us feel really alienated from those spaces. Uh, this is your first experience of our providanza. What did you take from that call, lovely Harry? Um, just the amount of joy and excitement just really hit me in all the feels. I also, I've, I'm very intimidated by gyms. I don't do them. So I, it just felt like a really exciting thing to hear someone go in and just make it their space. Absolutely. And I hate to cast aspersions, but looking around the room, I can see some gorgeous fat people and some queer people who might be able to relate to this. And I wonder if like, maybe we could have a little show of hands of like, do you relate to this call? Are you, are you like, yeah, this feels so true to me? And show of hands. Oh my God, like, I've, like a lot of us, right? A lot of us are like going into that space feeling like, why do, why do they have to make it so complicated? Um, what would the ideal sort of like gym movement space be harry if you got to design it oh there'd be good lighting (laughs) (laughs) and the playlist would be bangers um the equipment would be colorful uh no i think there'd just be a lot of kindness and people there to show you and i think that's maybe that's already there i don't know because i don't go okay it's not okay (laughs) it's hostile most of the time you know i've been laughed at like sniggered you know, people looking at you like, oh, what's she doing here? But fuck them. <laughs> but that takes effort and energy, right? That takes effort and energy on well, our part. Yeah, I guess so. But I think I'm just in a place now where, like, I literally don't care. Um, so, and I think it's more, it tells me more about them than me. Um, so someone's laughing at me or someone's like giving me a bit of a side eye. I'm just like, all right, babes, you know. God, all right. Um, we love Providanza. Providanza, thank you very much. Now it's time for a breather, I think, but still to come on after the tone, we have a trip to the dentist, a vomiting angel and a very special long-standing regular will be popping up to send us off. Uh, Harry, are you having a lovely time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. (laughs) No, Um, thank you. I love it. Gorgeous. Uh, Producer Deb is here, everybody. (laughs) 
no, 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 no. That was actually more of a word of warning than an introduction. But I just wanted to let you know that she is amongst you. And if anyone's seen that television programme, The Traitors? Yeah, you know where they, like, pretend to kill you off? Well, here, it's real life. Okay, so run! Uh, also, lovely Maya is here. Round of applause for Maya. I mean, I say lovely, but uh, Maya's from Buxton, so you can draw your own conclusions there. Uh, remember, this pub is kept open with your generosity of you, the listeners. So that loads of you tell us that ATT is with you in the middle of the night, that we are there for you when others can't be. And some of you just enjoy having a bit of a giggle with us. So why not do something radical and throw a few quid in the jar so that the person next to you can continue to use us and enjoy us? Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. And it gives you great joy to tell you that season 10 has begun! <laughs> The phone lines are now open. Uh, this season, I'd love to hear from those of you in LTRs, long-term relationships. Um, how do you, the fuck do you put up with each other? It's actually what I, I want to know. And in that, I do include non-romantic relationships too. I, I want to learn from the experience of age this season. What have you learned in life that you want to pass on to others? I, I feel there's a lot of unresolved conversations as well from the previous nine seasons, particularly around fatness and queerness in light with the treatment of people like Sam Smith recently. And as always, there's room for the ridiculous, the rants and the bizarre, the bizarre things that happen in your life. So pick up the phone, open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788-200-3420. That was my lovely voice there. Thank you very much. Round of applause for me. Good. Would we like to throw ourselves back into the phone lines? Yes. Good. All right, let's do it. Give us a beat, please, Deb. Hi, Scotty and the crew. I hope you're all good. I'm ringing because I found out some new information about my girlfriend and it has really upset me. And my response to that has been to tell everyone and see if they can let me know what they do in that situation so I can prove that I'm right. So basically, she went to the dentist and was telling me about the appointment. And while she was telling me about the appointment, it became apparent to me that she leaves her eyes open while the dental exam is happening. Now, we all know that you're supposed to keep your eyes closed at the dentist. The dentist is scary, and they're just trying to do what they do fast without you just like staring intently at them in their peripheral vision. That's not fair. I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me at work. So I've been telling people about this and then I guess collecting information on how other people behave at the dentist, which I have to say hasn't worked out that well because I have found others who keep their eyes open during the dentist, but they also have other strange behaviours. Someone who leaves their eyes open also told me they keep their eyes open when they kiss people. I mean, what am I supposed to do with that information? But yeah, let me know what you think about people keeping their eyes open at the dentist. As a thanks, I was trying to think of a kind of workplace uh, disaster to share with you. But there's just that time that I was the Virgin Mary in the nativity. And then the angel Gabriel vomited all over me in the middle of the show. So I had to abandon the baby Jesus. Does that count? Let me know what you think. Bye, bye, bye. Well, there we go. That uh, beautiful call there from Nornarn. Uh, lovely to have you in the room. I think we've all had to leave Baby Jesus uh, at some point in our lives. So can relate, can relate. There was a lot to unpack there, actually. Having dental work with your eyes open, Harry, discuss. Well, 
I just went to the dentist on Thursday and I shut my eyes um, because I feel like if they're scraping and they're cleaning and you don't want to look at the person doing that to you. Yeah, it's a bit... Okay, full disclosure, mummy has a bit of Botox from now and then. And, uh, you know, like, I think I always close my eyes. I think that's as intimate as a person who I don't know gets to me. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just courtesy, right? Because I also, like, try to close... I don't know if anyone else does this. I try to close down all bodily functions. Like, I try to stop breathing. I'm like, oh, my God, what if this person can, like... What if I'm breathing on this person? What if that coffee is really coming through? What if, like, like I smell and they don't like the smell of me? Like, I just try to go... No? Anybody else? Yes, everybody else is like, yes, we all do try to shut down as a human being and stop breathing. The opticians, because then you have to keep your eyes open and they come in with that, like, pen one and you can feel them breathing on you. And I always have a mint before that one. And, well, the other thing is when, you know, you're at the opticians and they fart in your eyes. (laughs) And, And for that, you've got to keep your eye open. They're like... And it's like a really, it's just like really lacklustre as well. They're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to blow a bit of wind into your eyes. And you're like, okay, cool. (laughs) A lazy fart. Um, Do you keep your eyes open at the hairdressers or the barbers? Yes, I do, actually, because I have lovely conversations with my barbers, because my barber's got a thing called, well, here we go, my barber's got a thing called dartitis, because he does darts, okay? And this is a real thing. I looked it up, because when he told me, I was like, no. No, it's not a thing. Anyone who played darts in the room? Not, not too funny, that. <laughs> Wrong crowd. Not a hand went up. Asking if they're heterosexual and they're buying houses locally. Many hands. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's got dartitis, which means uh, it's a mental block that he can't actually let go of the dart. I know, look at the room gasping. I know, an actual real life thing. And every time I go in, I'm like, how's the dartitis? He's like, still haven't thrown one. But it's shocking. <laughs> absolutely shocking the things that you learn i mean i'm quite a nosy person as you can fucking tell from this malarkey so i i quite like to talk to everyone i mean actually the nhs one talks about this a lot because he goes into a shop and he'll go can i have a coffee please thank you very much like very normal interaction well i don't know if it's the common in me what's his name i don't know if it's the common in me but I, every time i go into a place before they say me oh hello where are you how's you oh i love that top on you like i have to like compliment them i want to know how their day was how are you how's your life going anyone been horrible to you recently i have to unpack the whole thing i can't just say oh flat white hate to say it scotty but that sounds very northern of you <laughs> It's catching. She's got it. I wouldn't say that was northern, okay? I would say that was called common. I think it's a very common trait. Because also my mum does it if I say to my mum, oh, mum, that's a lovely blouse you got on. Two pounds, do you want it? Primark. I don't like it anymore, have it. Like, absolutely, like, just wants to get rid of it. Um, Whereas the NHS one, happy just to say this, please. Do you know what I mean? I do think it's a class difference thing where I feel like I need to apologise for being in the room. (laughs) Except for when you're paying on stage. (laughs) Um, We didn't really answer your question, uh, which is a common theme to this tonight. But, you know, I think there's something in there for you, lovely person. And do you know what? I'm not here to settle arguments between couples, actually. I'm here to make them. (laughs) We didn't talk about the kissing with the eyes open. Oh, Someone just in the second row just went. Is it is it ever acceptable? Does anyone want to advocate for kissing with eyes open? 
What's the reason? Somebody says, what's the reason? Everyone in this room is anti-kissing with eyes open. Okay, well, there we go. We do settle things, apparently. <laughs> Lovely. All right, let's move on to the next one. Hello to the ATT crew and to everyone at the pub. How are you doing? It's unforgettable, Kim. Oh, in my last message, I said I was starting a therapy course and I've just had a full weekend of the course, the first one. And it was basically like seven hours, both days of group therapy. And it's like the most amazing experience of my life. (laughs) If you get that feeling in your gut to do something and you don't know why, and it goes against all the things you think you should do, just fucking do it. Because it will not steer you wrong. My nose is really blocked because I've been crying since I got home. (laughs) And I know like there's so many barriers to that. Like I couldn't afford to just do the things for fucking years. And now I've got the privilege and the luck to be able to. And I I just, I want it for everyone. Um, And my main takeaway as well from this weekend and like the intense like sharing that I've done with a pretty much group of strangers, which I guess I'm doing now again on the phone, but here we are, is that everyone is a fucking universe and is fucking incredible. Like we are amazing all of us everyone listening you were all just unbelievably beautiful and I just really wanted to say that to all of you and to give you that love um I really hope that ATT live goes amazing I'm hoping to be there but I might not make it up on the train we shall see either way all the love to all of you lovely unforgettable Kim there uh, did Unforgettable can make it? Are you here? No? Good. Right, let's slag them off. <laughs> Just check in. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever done the therapy? Would you like to talk about that? I have done the therapy, but I've never done group therapy. I wasn't expecting that to be the amazing reaction. I was like, oh, group therapy for seven hours. Yeah. But now I feel like I should. Well, I've got a, a true life story about this. And um, I'll wait for you to sit down because it's actually quite important that I have silence for this. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's a relaxed place, but it's not that fucking relaxed. <laughs> so as um, some people who know follow me on the internet, I went absolutely fucking crazy last year. Absolutely off my fucking rocker. Absolutely like lost touch with reality, thought my hands were falling off. You know, that sort of like level of like, oh, okay, I don't have hands anymore. So um, I, I went to this specialist psychiatrist, lovely person, actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I have to put that detail in there, as if he's going to come knocking at my house and went, actually, I listened to the podcast and you, you mugged me right off. <laughs> I went there and then towards they did all these assessments and they were like well we think you got this 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 and this and the list went on and I went you're having a fucking laugh you know there was plural of everything and I was like fuck off alright don't gaslight me <laughs> and um, so this is the course of action medication yada yada and we think group therapy would be good for you and I said okay can you describe what that's like and he said well in this case you know with your personality disorders what we think could be it's like we get you on a weekly basis to sit around and listen to other people's problems and in my head I was like I do this for a living (laughs) this is called after the tone this is my podcast I in my head I was just like how dare he ask me to do this for free How dare you ask me to do this? I can actually be paid to do this labour. So I've said no. 
Yeah, because actually, I think I'm too much. I'm too empathetic. Empathetic is that the word? Yeah, yeah. That actually, I'd sit there and I would feel genuinely. Well, I can't leave this room until this person's fixed. So I think you know. I just want to add a bit of light and shade here. I'm glad forgettable Kim that it's really fucking working for you and it sounds like a glorious treat but for me I think I'm going to say I'll, I'll stick to the pub not the pub this pub you know the digital pub you're already doing it yeah that's true isn't it um, I've lost exactly where we are in the script are we on call four or call five that was call five lovely okay in which case I think we can go over to some more audience confessions <laughs> Yeah, fucking steady. Um, okay. When I was a teenager, I went out drinking. At the end of the night, I went for a piss on the doorstep of a local Christian bookshop. <laughs> now, you know, just because, just to let you know, we are on the BBC. I do have to say that you should be pissing on other bookshop faiths as well. Okay. So if you could do that, that would be beautiful. I mean, what? I mean, was, is that activism? Is that someone being like, yeah, fuck you, Jesus, and Matthew 16.4? Just made that up. Don't know what 16.4 means. Time in the afternoon. My best friends. <laughs> my best friends is stepdad. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to warm up to this. My best friend's stepdad sucks my dick and he doesn't know. Wait, the stepdad doesn't know. <laughs> stepdad doesn't know. Best friend, totally fine with it. I've seen films that start like this on the internet, to be fair. Lovely. I don't think we need any more on that. That's beautiful. Lovely. Gorgeous. All right. In which case, we are speeding towards the end of the show this evening. Have you had a lovely time? See, I put that in a northern dialect for you all, so you all understood what I was actually saying. I should have had subtitles, really, tonight, shouldn't I? Like, satin in southern? <laughs> right. Now, there is somebody in the room who has been here with us from day zero. And um, some people call them the nana of the pub. I like to say we probably need to have a word about a restriction with the police with you, please, actually. Please give a warm welcome to this part of the stage, to that Nana JRF! It's Nana JRF! Hiya. I'm just oh. the knickers. <laughs> you pull up your knickers. No, the elastic's gone on these. <laughs> finding really strange about this is that I've heard your voices for the last like two oh, years but seeing you in real life it's all a bit strange do you know what I mean you're a bit I'm like I'm just not even going to be subtle I'm just really going to have a good old rake you Here sort yourself go. out <laughs> my dad used to always say putting your clock right I don't know <laughs> drop the L <laughs> <laughs> now dear you've come all the way from Edinburgh I have for us this evening that was a very long way. Did you? Uh, how did you get here? A train. Gorgeous. What did you have for your tea? Uh, we had a cheese and onion pizza that had Lancashire on it. The, the whole county? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a misprint in the menu. And uh, a Cajun chicken burger. Lovely. Oh, you don't know you're born. Now, we've had many a turn from you over the year, isn't it? Can you tell us why? <laughs> Sorry, this, this sounds accusatory, but I mean this in the most lovely way. Um, why do you keep on calling? <laughs> I get very lonely at night. <laughs> Something to pass the time. You're awful good company, though. You all are. Mm. 
And like, I mean, when we say you're the Nana, it's genuinely you are Nana vibes because people like reach out to you on the internet and like you've met up with people. I know they've sent me bath salts, <laughs> lavender talc. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't. Um, they haven't. But I will accept gifts. <laughs> Now, I hear you might be doing a little turn for us tonight. Producer Deb says I can do two. (gasps) One's very small, but it has a big impact. (laughs) The other one might not be BBC approved. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, do you feel like you're getting your money's worth? Well, lovely. Look at that. Isn't that lovely? What Diamantes on from us, everything. <laughs> Pubic zirconia. Is yeah. that what they call it? Pubic zirconia. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Good drag name, actually. Good drag name. <laughs> lovely. So, um... Lisa New Car. That was one that I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. It's the gift that keeps giving because you'll all wake up at like four o'clock tonight and you'll just be like. <laughs> So um, we're going to hand over the stage to you. Oh, God, right. I'm going to ask lovely Mel for a lighting change. Would you fancy something a bit camp? Something pink, I think. All right. Okay, fine. Very specific. Well, no, it'll help me with the eczema. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like flaky pastry (laughs) (laughs) close-up. Sing out Louise, give him a glove. Please, after the tone live, make some noise for that JRF. So the blessed season is is coming. Valentine's Day. I know. So here we go. I hold your hand in mine, dear. I press it to my lips. I take a dainty bite from your little fingertips. My joy would be complete, dear, if you were only here. But still I keep your hand as a precious souvenir. (laughs) The night you died, I cut it off. I really don't know why. For every time I kiss it, I get bloodstains on my tie. I'm sorry now I killed you. For our love was something fine. Until they come to get me, I shall hold your hand in mine. ATT, give it up for that, Jerry! Oh, Harry, I think we can go back to the stage. So the fat lady have sung us. We are almost at the end of the show. Harry, what, if anything, have you learnt tonight? Well, um, I've learned a lot about um, names and the gym. I've just had a lovely time. It's been so beautiful. Thank you for having me. Anytime, hon. Where can people find you on the internet should they want to locate you? So that sounded more threatening than it needed to be. <laughs> well, I don't do Twitters anymore. Mm. No. Um, Instagrams. Yes. Uh, B Reels. Yes. That's fun. What do they put in? Oh, um, at H Clayton Wright. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Lovely. Pretty easy. Good. And before we go into the outro, I would like to say, on behalf of uh, me and the ATT crew, we are genuinely touched 
absolutely touched and like in absolute like shell shock at the love and like absolute hardcore desire and faith and beautifulness that you all have in this like mutual thing that we made and I kid you not when I tell people how this came about this is generally how it came about it was lockdown my friend Debbie called up and went she was doing a podcast and I went I'm busy making banana bread actually Debbie <laughs> I said yes please something to do and we didn't think it would turn into this cult thing and it's been so beautiful for people who can't be here they're like I want to buy 17 people tickets and I don't know how to do that or I want to buy everybody around how can you organise that for me and I'm like that's quite difficult to sort that out from Las Vegas okay I can't sort that out but genuinely the love that people put into it, it we really do feel it and we do really appreciate it so thank you so much particularly all of those who were like I been here since day one it's really beautiful so round of applause to you lot that's enough of the niceties before we go i want to give you all the allotted social media moment so phones out take my fucking picture beautiful thank you very much at after the tone pod on the socials the phone lines are now open So join in. Don't be a fucking lazy bitch. My love to the ATT crew. That's you, Deb, Tim, Maya, and to Harry. Thank you very much to Home Manchester for having us. I've been Scotty, and we'll see you next time if I can be bothered. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.